It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Oh, how about hour number two on a Monday? The line on the Texas K-State game has literally moved while we've been on the air. Chad and Zay with you on a Monday. Happy Halloween. Remember, a lot of folks going to be out and about tonight. The kids trick-or-treating. The adults going to and from parties. Please be careful. Get those lights on tonight. Be aware uh, and make sure that you are not uh, sending somebody's candy flying across the neighborhood uh, because you weren't paying attention. Let's be safe on our Halloween. Uh, We talk a lot of football today, obviously. If you're just jumping in, Brian Harson has been fired at Auburn. We've got a 6 o'clock kick for Texas and K-State. we got a 6.30 kick after that for Texas and TCU. And, yes, earlier in the show... It was Texas by a field goal. Now I see Texas by two and a half. Move slightly. Just a little bit. Good grief. A little bit of money on K-State coming in as the show is developing in Manhattan with a night kick. What would you do with that one? Texas minus two and a half. A lot of people try to figure that out this week. Let's talk to one of the guys that tries to figure it all out every week with Texas. It is on the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline, it is the one and only Joe Cook inside Texas on 3.com at josephcook89 on Twitter. Joe, how are you? Doing great, guys. Thanks again for uh, having me on. Yeah, always thank you for the time. This was an interesting press conference today. As it, as it started out, I realized, oh, this is going to be a wonderfully boring press conference because you're coming off of a bye week, so there's really no more questions probably left to ask. And then you're going into a game with just a workmanlike, kind of boring on the surface Kansas State team. And I got about what I thought I would get, Joe. It was it was meat and potatoes over there today with Sark. What'd you think? Yeah, I, I thought so too. I mean, when you don't have a game to really reflect on, uh, you don't really talk about a lot of the, I guess, nitty gritty stuff. Uh, you're you're getting into more some of the the bigger themes of what. Uh, they were able to do in that time off. And, uh, of course, health was a main question with Ryan Watts and Anthony Cook not not being given a, a clear update, uh, but, you know, just saying that, hey, they're they're getting better. Um, talk about, of course, Quinn Ewer's development and, you know, recovering from that freshman mistake. And, again, you know, here we are again talking about uh, second halves and, and blown leads and, and on the road again. And um, I think to Steve Sarkeesian's credit, uh, he, he's – willing to put a lot of the blame on himself. He said like he took issue with the play caller uh, for some of the run game problems in Oklahoma State last week, and of course that's him. But, um, you know, it was just a pretty, uh, pretty like you said, meat and potatoes. Um, a lot of things that we've, we've been talking about for a while, though, and uh, I appreciate Steve Sarkeesian being willing to uh, be reflective and even critical of himself. But hey, it's, uh, that's a uh, pretty a recurring theme at this point for a lot of Texas fans are tired of tired of hearing about. Yep. 
Yeah, Joe, you know, with this game coming up, I I was shocked by the score this past Saturday in Manhattan with the way Kansas State handled Oklahoma State, especially with, you know, Will Howard in there instead of Adrian Martinez. If you're Steve Sarkeesian, how do you go about the scouting aspect? Do you go with, okay, we need to prepare for Adrian Martinez, or do we need to prepare for Will Howard, or how do we mix the both in there? Yeah, that's a real tough balance he's got to find in the in the limited practice time. And it's not because, you know, obviously you got two different quarterbacks, but you got two different styles of quarterback. Um, I guess there's some silver lining in that they saw Will Howard uh, last year uh, when, when Kansas State made their way uh, here to Austin on Thanksgiving. But I think we've all seen that Will Howard has developed and become a, a good option. And he, he's, he, I mean, he, he, his arm helped them a ton in that game. Uh, same with Adrian Martinez, you know, he, he's, he's developed as well. He's found a niche there in, in Manhattan and, and has really, you know, flourished in that system. Uh, so it's tough. They're going to have to dedicate time to, to paying attention to both. Um, I know that when we, we've all seen how, uh, some of the spread option and quarterback runs can, can give the, the defense fits at Texas. And, uh, that's, you know, that we'll see if that's something that continues again this week. Uh, but, you know, not only do you have to try and shore that up, you got to prepare for the other guy. And then, oh, yeah, you got to throw in uh, Deuce Vaughn uh, there as well. So uh, definitely a, a tough task. And um, he said today they're going to try to prepare for both. But, uh, you know, that's it's tough to do when they're so stylistically different. Yeah, and to me there's always a receiver, Joe, that's wearing purple and gray that nobody is talking about going into the game, but then like two drives in you go, oh yeah, Malik Knowles is a badass. Eight catches, 113 against uh, you know Oklahoma State in a game where obviously you can focus in on the rushing, but they were so balanced there, almost 200 yards rushing, 5.4 a carry, and they threw for almost 300 yards. It was just such a comprehensive beating of Oklahoma and then to pitch the shutout on top of that this just feels like a really complete fundamental team uh, obviously Texas is gonna you know they knew they'd have their their work cut out for them but this really does feel like uh like a hell of a I'm not even gonna call it a trap because that would mean you're not paying attention I think it, I think Texas understands what's coming the question is with a defense that's proven shaky at key moments, how do they contain all of that? Because we know this Texas defense, they've been shaky at, again at big times. What do you think they need to do in the matchup? Uh, well, first of all, they got to figure out what they got at safety. Uh, with, with Brian Watts, I mean, I know he plays corner, uh, but if you're going to go ahead and move, uh, let's say Ryan Watts is not at its full best, uh, even if he's able to give you some snaps uh, after coming out last week. Well, that means you probably moved Jade Barron uh, to corner. And that means you probably move Jalen Gilbo, who's going to be really stressed out at that position, no matter who's at quarterback, um, as a true freshman on the road at star. So that's you got to figure that out. Then you have to see you know, what you're able to get, if you're able to get anything from Anthony Cook. Uh, who knows if they're going to try to throw the club on his arm and, and see if he can play. Uh, but you know, you, you, you got to figure out how to get the best from Keaton Crawford, from Michael Taff, and uh, even, you know, some other guys like Jaron Thompson. And, uh, you know, you also have to be able to try and get Jaron Thompson some breaks. And, you know, Jade Barron as well. It's mm-hmm. tough to play 100 snaps. Those guys were out there. Um, Jaron Thompson, I think, had a great game. But when you're that exhausted 
on the field at Oklahoma State and they target you, yeah, and, you know, missed tackles happen. And, yeah, he would like that play back, but I think there's a lot that, that went into that. So I think the most important thing is to really figure out what's going on in the back end. Um, I think you can trust that you're going to get good play from DeMarvin Overshone and you're going to get good play from Jalen Ford um, and that you're into your defensive tackles. It, it's going to be tough for them to, to corral Deuce Vaughn, but this is probably the, the group on this team uh, who's got the best, the, the highest likelihood of uh, being able to do it. So uh, I think it really, no matter who's at quarterback, you, you got to figure out who's going to be playing those safety positions and how they're going to manage in this game. Joe, you know, these next four games, clearly they're huge, but I think these next four games need to be Bijan Robinson type games. Like these prop this might be the next four will slash five if you talk about a bowl game that we're gonna see of him in a Texas uniform and we need to see you, uh, Steve Sarkeesian get the best out of him. We heard him in the presser saying, dang, you missed some run calls, some of the play calling was off. How do you think they could do that and be successful, which will help Quinn Ewers out in the long run these next few games, especially when you got TCU and Kansas State up? Uh, I, I, do, I think it kind of has to do a lot with, with what's around Bichon. If you look at those stat lines, you know, he's running for 120 yards, stuff like that. And a lot of those are off of explosive plays, and you can't, you can't ding that. And I, I hate doing the whole take-away argument because, hey, you, you can't take them away. They weren't. But if you take away <laughs> the explosive plays, you know, it, it, it hasn't been there. So, and, and that's because at those certain points, and that's what Steve Keeshan talked about, they just haven't been able to manufacture what they want to get done in the, in the run game. So you need – uh, you need some development from Quinn Ewers to be able to give you a balanced offense. Uh, you need guys like Xavier. You need Quinn Ewers to be able to connect with Xavier Worthy. You can't have, uh, what was it, 15 or 16 targets with only four completions if you're going to look for a guy that often. Um, and then you need also somebody else in that receiver core to step up. And I'm glad Steve Sarkeesian was asked about that today uh, because Casey Kane, you know, he really has not had a great year. Uh, stepping in for Marcus Washington and, and Josh Moore, kind of in that other receiver role, hadn't had the best of years. Jordan Winnington and Worthy have been fine, uh, but they need someone, whether it's Brennan Thompson or, you know, they said a Jai Hall is probably going to redshirt. I don't know if you use one of his uh, available games up in, in Manhattan, but they need something. Uh, and I think it's the, the everybody else who's going to be helping out Bijan because Bijan can kind of do a lot. Um, in his own very special way. Uh, but, you know, the, at a certain point, if teams know all we have to do is key on number five, and, you know, even with how tremendous he is, there's some things that he's just not going to be able to do on his own. It's going to be interesting to watch. Another uh, stat out of that K-State-Oklahoma State game, 35-25 time of possession. Remember that? Remember those games, Longhorn fans, where you go to Manhattan and you feel like you never had the football? That's what Kansas State wants to do to you in 2022 as well. Joe Cook, Inside Texas on 3.com. He joins us every Monday about this time. Joe, before we let you go, let me ask you about your Astros. After two games in the World Series, other than wanting Justin Verlander to look a little more like Justin Verlander, anything you're worried about? Uh, getting this game in tonight, uh, you know, I, I think with the way the Astros have their pitching set up, you're, you're real confident in Javier and, and Lance McCullers, but you don't want that schedule to be thrown off. Uh, I do think that if they had to delve into Luis Garcia or Jose Urquidy or something like that, they'd be fine, but that's not something you prefer to do. 
Um, you don't want to have a guy go out there and throw 40 pitches and have a two-hour delay. Um, so I, I obviously still feel good about the Astros. I, I'd like to, you know, I think even Dusty Baker kind of realizes that the rest of the lineup has to get going, and sometimes he's got to make tough decisions, and maybe that includes, uh, you know, letting Trey Mancini just kind of ride some bench for a little bit. But um, I, I think it, at this point it's about uh, keeping everything on track because, you know, I think we, we've seen that the Astros, when they get contributions from the lineup, as long as their pitching it holds up and is on schedule, they're going to score runs against these Philly uh, pitchers. So uh, I just want this game to be played. Yeah. And uh, luckily, you know, I'll uh, I'll be. I don't think I'll get very many trick or treaters, but I'm definitely going <laughs> to darken the lights and make sure no one uh, no one interrupts tonight. That's it. It's a sports fans' night. Maybe not uh, not as much the trick or treater night for some people. Um, also, you're getting what you want out of those one through four hitters. Altuve obviously got the stats going, and those four guys have been really really good. Anybody else in the lineup you'd like to see maybe with a with a big hit here or there? Anybody with a bat that you're concerned about? I mean, you just want Jose Altuve to, to continue this little uh, time. He seems to be getting things back in, on, on track. You know, those first two series were tough. He's starting to get in the World Series now. And if they're able to do that, he just sets the table for everybody else, puts pressure on the pitchers. And pressure pitches are tough in, in this environment, especially in the cold. And uh, looking Looking forward to seeing if he can still keep that type of thing going. And just for the record, um, just for the record, Joe, other other Rangers fans and cynical fans would think I was avoiding it if I didn't ask you. What is it they're accusing Framber Valdez of? He's putting like marmalade on the ball. Or yeah, yeah, what's he doing, got, Joe? What, is that putting Crisco on the ball? What, what are you doing? What, what's what's going on, Joe? Do you know? Uh, he's pitching his butt off. That's <laughs> ah, there you go. That's what I'm talking about. That is Joe Cook. Check out InsideTexasOn3.com. We're getting ready for uh, Longhorns in K-State at Joseph Cook 89 on Twitter. Always appreciate it, Joe. We'll talk to you next week. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. There Thanks, you go. Joe. Framber Valdez, six and a third, one earned run given up, and Yo, nine strikeouts. What people on the specs the text line line me up for? I ain't saying nothing about it. If he ain't cheating, then he ain't cheating. That what what the hell? Who y'all trying to convince? To everybody on this better Oh damn you, Zay! You don't know what you're talking about. This and that. Hey, it was I. It, there was there was stuff was stuff if, out uh, there. If Uncle the Dusty don't think he's cheating, then he ain't cheating. There you go. You know what I'm saying, yeah, yeah, boy, yeah, boy. We just... we gotta wear tonight. I can't wait to eat the cheesesteak when I get home, boy. Them cheesesteaks. Yeah, we might stay. I'm glad it's three, two, three, two. I'm glad it's two, three, two. Maybe I stay here even longer if we win the championship. I don't know. He calls it two steak two. That's what he calls it. <laughs> That's what, that's what Dusty calls it. Right now, his team is looking good after Game 2. They uh, righted the ship after the Game 1 mess. Let's see what the uh, series looks like tonight. Hopefully just after 7 o'clock tonight with McCullers and Syndergaard. But like Joe said, maybe things need to get reset on the pitching side. If they can't go tonight, there's supposed to be big-time rain, and it's right at first pitch time. So hopefully, uh, may, maybe they avoid it a little bit, but we'll see what happens tonight. Maybe a little delay and they can get it in. Cleveland and Cincinnati in Monday Night Football as well. All right, coming up next, our Flex 30 segment. Got a couple other, uh, got another Flex watch list that's going to get pared down coming up. We got one more week of the regular season headed towards the playoffs. A couple of our teams got big wins over, uh, big wins on Friday night. We'll take a look at a couple stats as well as we get ready for the playoffs here in just a week. Time flies. This is the Horn.
and you're in for a shock. London town streets when there's darkness and Come on. When you least expect me and you turn your back, I'll attack. Oh, there we go. The Ripper? You're bringing me the Ripper on a Monday? That's right. Well, you knew I needed to be, you needed, my, my mood needed helping after what I saw this weekend. Never turn your back on the Ripper. That's what the Aggies did. They turned their back on the Ripper and they ripped them for 390 yards. Woo. Thank God the Cowboys bounced back yesterday. Thank God the Cowboys bounced my weekend back yesterday. That part of it was fun. Uh, Judas Priest and the Ripper from way, way back. This is like. Mid seventies, you think? Early to mid seventies, somewhere in there. Probably early, early pre stuff. Judas Priest, Santana, and David Bowie. Interesting start to the show musically today. By the way, Zay, I have to publicly apologize to you and all the Biggie Smalls fans out there. I almost got through ne- uh, Ready to Die. I am thoroughly enjoying it, but my music snobbery would not let me rush. I got four tracks left. I did not realize it was 17 tracks deep. I yeah, thought, it's thick. I did not realize how long it was, but I'm thoroughly enjoying it so far, and I've still got four tracks. I'm all the way through Big Papa, which obviously I'd heard before. Yeah. But, dude, there's some great... The fact... Is, um, this is what I look for in great albums. The fact that Big Papa is the 13th track on that album tells you a lot. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. That is deep on that record. Uh, Everyday Struggle is a great song. That is a great song. I think I've heard that one a little bit. Juicy's a great song. Um, the dirtiness on the record is awesome. Just unfiltered, awesome. The idea of putting some of that on an, on an album in 1994 is crazy, but great. What about, I, I love it. You like Warning? Uh, Who wh- the heck is this? Paging me at 546 <laughs> yes! in the morning. Yes! Crack a dawning. Now I'm yawning. Dude, I was driving. I thought my car was doing something. Beep. I hadn't heard an actual beeper beep in a long, long time. That was awesome. The song Ready to Die is great. Machine the, the beginning of that album, Things Done Changed, Gimme the Loot, Machine Gun Funk, Warning, Ready to Die. Like those that's like the first five actual songs if you're not counting the intro. But the intro's awesome. Right. That's a great lead in intro, like telling the sort of the story of his life and the time frame of almost like his family and up to the time and then leaving the prison. Oh my god. It's great. It's great. So I've got a little bit left, and I will be done. But uh, yeah, it, it's been it's been really really good. So I'm sorry I haven't gotten all through it yet. But that's no, all good. I want to do it legit. I didn't want to just skip through and you know and not, not get to it. So I've got respect, friend of mine, unbelievable, and suicidal thoughts to go. Classic album, man. Can't, it really is. It's really really good stuff. And and looking at all the different awards it got and lists it's been put on and everything. It is a uh, my god, that is that's serious. Yeah, but, he was twenty one years old when he made that. It's ridiculous. That's, yeah, it's amazing, amazing stuff. All right, so uh, a lot of great music on the show as always. Also, some great football to talk about. We're almost to playoff time at the high school level. Let's get you a little flex here. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. 
All right, flxatx.com. Shout out to a couple of our teams as uh, Lake Travis and Vandergriff both got nice uh, big wins on Friday. Vandergriff won 34 to nothing, taking out Vista Ridge. Lake Travis handed Austin High a 55 to 7 win. Um, also a team we've been following throughout the season, Dripping Springs 66-7. to They just keep rolling, Zay. They had the one loss against Westlake, but they are they look prime for the playoffs. Lake Travis getting some things figured out uh, as they get ready for the playoffs, and Vandergriff really feels like they're ready for the playoffs. Yeah, I wouldn't want to see Vandergriff right now. They look very scary. Dripping Springs, what division will they be in, most likely? That's a good question. I think, aren't they... This is the part of it that I don't follow super well. They're D2, right? I would think. They're D2? But I always thought Bowie was D1, and now I'm being told they're D2 this year. So I don't know what to think no more. Everything changes every year. Yeah, that's the part of it I'll admit I am far from an expert at. So we'll let them them figure all that out uh, to see where they match up. All I know is I've heard this rumor that Dripping Springs and Vandegrift might end up in the same bracket. I just if they, if that could happen to where those two could end up coming back and go full power in a playoff matchup, from what I saw in that game one, that would be unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know Dripping Springs would want to, you know, <laughs> want to beat them again, and then Vandergriff would want to avenge that loss because they probably think that they owe them one. So yeah. I, I I agree. I would yeah. love to see that again, but also I wish in Texas football if. Whoever selects these teams and whatnot, if a team's played another team already in the regular season, then try to mix it up as most you can. I know you, you want to try to stay away yeah, from those. Yeah, I would like to. I, I know they do things a different way. They got to make it as easy as possible because there's a lot of football teams. But still, if you played somebody already, maybe adjust another team in front yeah. of them so they can meet later on. By the, w- by the way, on the stat front, I was glad to see, and thanks to our man Derek Cohen, a member of the Flex crew who's uh, was uh, looking at some stats this weekend. Glad to see that Quentin Joyner at Maynard it's getting some stats turned around a little bit. Eight carries, 174, four touchdowns in their last game. They really hit a tough patch in the schedule this year. Um, so it's been a tough year for, for Maynard overall. But, man, that kid looks the part. That is such a – that is a problem trying to uh, trying to deal with a running back of that combined size and speed. I really enjoyed watching him um, You know, in the game I got to see live. I just didn't get to see a whole lot of him because of what Vandegriff did to contain him, but I'm glad to see a stat line like that. Eight carries, 174, four touchdowns. That feels like what Joyner's supposed to do. Yeah, absolutely. You know, this is a very tough district that they're in, and – when you're one of the key guys to be stopped and you got held eight, nine, ten guys in the box to stop you. Yeah, you're right. It's hard to go crazy. And we know how good he is. We know he's going to go to USC and do big things for Lincoln Riley. And, yeah, I'm glad that they got back on the winning foot and he had that crazy stat, eight carries, 174 yards, four TDs. That's solid. That's a way to get you back in the feeling good about things and get you back into a race for maybe some awards when the season ends. Yeah, now, Zay, not to make you talk too much about what Westlake did to Come your Bowie Bulldogs, man. I just wanted to ask you about Quebeca because he's a guy that I have not gotten a chance to see live. Nine catches, 143, and two touchdowns. Yo, I, <laughs> he might be the best number 2 wide receiver in the state because he's playing by Grayton, uh, Jane Greyhouse. Right. So, like, them, them two together, it's just absolutely ridiculous. Like, I hope 
I hope he could open up his recruitment more. Like, I know Kansas, they got something going down there, but he's big time. I, I, so he's verbal to Kansas? Yeah. He's saying, okay. Yeah, he's going to Kansas, and I feel him. I feel him. That's still Big 12. That's still Power 5. I feel him. But I've seen him play multiple times. I've seen his size. Uh-huh. He could go play in other places. See, you're like me with the Novosad thing. I keep one. I'm, I'm not trying to dog <laughs> Baylor out in that discussion. I'm just like, hey, I'm just wondering. Yeah, I, I don't know. Hey, I, I liked him a lot. Yeah, that's and a, I don't think he gets enough shine because they got guys like Vasek and Greathouse and whatnot. Right. So he's a hell of a player. No, that's big time. Big time numbers. Uh, remember flxatx.com if you want to check out numbers. If you want to check out the All Flex watch list. If you want to check out those great videos they're doing over there. Also, uh, coming up this week, we are going to be over uh, over at Flex. They are going to be whittling down and getting to the finalists of the All Flex volleyball team. So if you're following the volleyball in the area and you're uh, or maybe you're a part of the volleyball in the area, we're going to get down to those finalists and start releasing them tomorrow. So the Libero finalists will be released tomorrow at flxatx.com. We'll be following that throughout the week. Hope you are having a good Monday. It's Chad and Zay cleaning it all up from the weekend. Cowboys hanging 49 on the Chicago Bears. I'm just going to keep saying it. Uh, it's fantastic. By, by the way, all you haters of the blue jerseys, what would you think yesterday? I thought Micah Parsons looked pretty good in that blue jerseys, eh? What'd you think? Fire. I thought I it looked good. the blue jerseys. Uh, Tony Pollard, I thought he looked good. Once again, the only thing to get in the way of the Dallas Cowboys is an 80-year-old man babbling to the media because that's what some people want to talk about today. Uh, Jerry once again saying that they'll go how Zeke goes. Look, all y'all have to understand what that's about. He's in love. He's paid all the money. He wants to make sure that Zeke is happy. That's what Jerry is doing. Happy for what? Because that's how Jerry's love Jerry's love works that way. You just pay a lot of money, and then you want to make sure he's satisfied. Now, should Jerry step out of the way? Of course he should. Of course he should. He should let his head coach and his offensive coordinator deal with all that. From what I saw yesterday, I really don't have any worries. Zay, I don't. I thought Elliott's reaction to all of it was legit. I think he likes Pollard. I think he understands that the wear and tear on his body has to be measured. It has to be mitigated a little bit. And I think Pollard knows deep down, I don't want 28 carries. No. I don't want you to give me 20. I don't, even want, I don't know if I want 24 carries. What I think each of them would love, though, is let's see what the game feels like. If it's 10 apiece for sure, then just see where those other five carries need to go. Yeah, yeah, Jerry Jones sticking his foot in his mouth again because I damn sure I want to talk about it. Like I always want to talk about when Jerry Jones says something crazy. And I don't think this is as crazy. Yeah, I get his love and how much money he's paid them and whatnot. But at the end of the day, if you're Kellen Moore, if you're Mike McCarthy, then you have to understand Tony Pollard being the lead back is what's best for this team. They just look better with Tony Pollard out there, whether he's going out to catch a pass or whether he's running the ball. And he doesn't need over 20-something carries. That's where Zeke could come in, throw him in the teens or so, keep Dak around 30, maybe under 30 attempts, and we're in business. Yeah. You know, I, now – the defense yesterday, that was a lot of rushing yards they gave up. And we knew uh, yeah. way too many rushing yards. That's right. why they got Hankins coming in, because they wanted to clog that up so they aren't giving up, you know, run yards like that anymore. But I 
the defense is still tough, putting up 49 points. Dak's getting in that groove. They got two more tough games coming in the uh, uh, in the NF, NFC North, and I think they can handle both of them. There's, but uh, I will actually. Uh, the Vikings ain't playing. No, the Vikings ain't playing. Those, Kirk Cousins for real. Those are both two games. The both two tough games going uh, right now, but they absolutely can go to Lambeau and win that game. Yeah, no doubt. And then the question would be: Minnesota's now the tougher game of those two. I don't think there's any question about it. They are a better football team front to back than where Green Bay is. That's not a huge limb that I just walked out on. Um, but yeah, that run defense. That's the. It's weird to say in a 49-29 win, the blueprint for how to beat you was put on the field, but it was. Yeah. I mean, watch that game. 5.6 yards a carry for the Bears. That is a blinking light for any team. Here's the other stat that I think you can't count on moving forward if you're a Cowboys fan. If you get this stat that I'm about to say moving forward, the Cowboys aren't going to lose again. 9 of 11 on third down. You're just not getting that every week. It was fantastic yesterday. It was one of the keys to the game yesterday. You can't count on that. You can't count on 9 for 11. So there will be games where your defense is going to need to do some bending, not breaking. It's going to need to do some forcing field goals instead of allowing that much, you know, that much in the rushing yard department. But to what I said earlier, winning different kind of games is what this league is all about. And the fact that the Cowboys whipped a team that rushed for 240. I don't want it every week. I don't want it multiple times. But that's pretty cool, Zay. I just I wasn't expecting it. And to to hang 49, beat somebody by three full touchdowns when they're even when they're doing that to you, I'll take that every day of the week. I also like Dak Prescott's confidence in running the football. You know, yeah. so at, at one point I was very nervous about how will he be after that significant injury that he took where he broke his foot? How is he going to be after that in regards to running the football? And, hey, no option one, two, three, it's not open. Okay, I got to take off for about 10 to 15 yards. He did that a few times yesterday at the right time. Some were on third down. Yes. And it's yeah. just like, okay, you're getting more and more confident in yourself and in this offense and I, I, he's good, I think, at throwing it 27 times a game. I hope so. I think I think you look pretty comfortable with that, too. And by the way, to the football gods, will y'all please leave Dak Prescott's hands alone? Just leave them alone. Oh, he's hitting there. Did some. you see what the just happened? Hand, right? He got stepped on. After one of those runs at the end, the defender inadvertently steps on his left hand. He got cleated at the end of a play. Yeah, that's brutal. Oh my god! Yeah, and I'll just uh, to me, I would just a uh, uh, did a little addendum, little edit to what Jerry said. I don't think this team goes as Ezekiel Elliott goes. I don't think there's a name to the end of that. This team goes as their running game goes, and as their defense. First of all, it's the defense. Let's just start there. This team goes where this defense allows them to go, but the key on offense is the running game. It's all of it. It is Elliott. It is Pollard. It is Zeke. It is, heck, they ran Malik Davis eight times. I know he only had three yards of carry, but you have to show somebody that. That's what it's about, running game. I don't think there's one part of their running game that's so good you could hand it the ball 30 times. But altogether, about 25 to 30 carries with all of it? Oh, I think it's, I think it's dangerous. Yeah, and then Dalton Schultz, he finally looked good. This was his best game, I think, all year. Yesterday, you find, you're getting Ferguson and Hendershot. They're still involved. I think yep. they're solid oh. backup tight ends, man. And we, <laughs> hey, we haven't said this dude's name either yet. Does any Cowboys fans, 
How much are you loving the deep slant with Michael Gallup right now? Yeah. Wow. I love how comfortable that route looks. For him and Dak, where do you end up? Six targets, four catches, 12.3 a carry. Hello. Middle of the field. Get Dak comfortable with some of those middle of the field routes. That long, oh, that was beautiful, man. I love watching Gallup. To have him healthy, you don't even, sometimes you don't think of that as a fan, how important it is for you to have like yeah. a secondary receiver. Health. But Gallup comes back, and that feels really natural right now. Yeah, and that frees up a lot of openings for C.D. Lamb to get him more involved yeah. and whatnot. Because I thought at the beginning of the season, a lot of teams were keying in on him, which that's why he wasn't as productive as we thought he might be, him becoming the number one. Just uh, real quick for Kellen Moore, though, that drive that started, Started with a CD Lamb run and then a Malik Davis run. You can scrap that one. You can just go ahead and get rid of that drive. That was good. Now it ended. Dak bailed him out with the touchdown throw next. Yeah. But those first two plays were silly. That made no sense. You can't first and ten end around with Lamb. Stop, 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 stop. Don't do that. Can't get the ball in his hands. Playmaker. Do- I like that. Playmaker. Second and two. You probably second and five. The Kellen Moore watched the CD Lamb highlight tape Not against first. the Texas Longhorns before. The first game. and ten when you when the drives got rhythm. First and 10? No, 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 no. That's not a first and 10. Don't run that on first and 10. What are you doing, man? He'll run it first and 10 next game and get yeah. 50 yards. Yeah, and then exactly. I'll, then I'll have to shut up. Uh, that's, that's fine. Uh, two o'clock hour coming up. Let's get into a couple of the uh, off the field issues in football from the weekend. The Michigan State attack on a Michigan player. What was that all about? And the helmet throw heard all around the state of North Carolina today. We'll talk about the DJ Moore thing as well. Up next, where are we at in society? Zay is going to let us know. Don't move. This is the horn. Should I know this? It's 80, so yeah. It's 80. How dare you? How dare you? Got to prove your love. Ooh, yeah. It does sound like a song that I maybe should at least be aware of. Is this like early Taylor Dane? That way? Yeah? Taylor Dane. Okay. She was hot, man. Yeah, she looks good. There was a great sexiness to her. Just a big... She felt like to me like if a female lion came to life and put out a record. That's what Taylor Dane felt like to me. And another woman that I think could handle herself and would whip your ass if you mess with her on stage. I always felt like Taylor Dane was able to, you know, she could protect herself if she needed to. And a big, big, powerful voice. Taylor Dane, Judas Priest, Santana, David Bowie. Now that is a... Uh, that's that's a foursome we should have gotten together back in the eighties. Absolutely, uh, we I would have gone to that festival. Coachella, where were you? Where were you back then? All right, uh, Chad and Zay with you on a Monday. It is Halloween. Please be careful out there for your Halloween. Have a great time at the Halloween parties. Be careful. Watch for the kids. Astros fans, it's going to be a Halloween party plus a World Series watch party tonight. If they can get the game in, rain's going to hit supposedly right around the start of the game. Maybe we get a delay. Maybe they're going to have to push it, but we'll see if Lance McCullers and Noah Syndergaard are able to go. They are planning on football in Cleveland. Cincinnati
Cincinnati and Cleveland is your Halloween game tonight. If you're just tuning in on the foot uh, on the football firing side of things, Brian Harson is out at Auburn, and I'm reading now that the Lions have fired their defensive backs coach. Aubrey Pleasant is out. They've lost five in a row and uh, lost to Miami 31-27. They just keep losing one-score games. I want to say they've lost like six, seven, eight in a row, one-score games, something like that. And on the other side, Zay, Vikings have won five in a row. The last five wins are all one score. They're just finding a way in those tight, tight NFL games to get wins. They're 6-1. and one. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. Kirk Cousins looks good. Their defense looks good. And their defense probably had one of the funniest defensive celebrations I've seen when, um, I want to say Harrison Smith picked off somebody and then they all ran to the end zone. And since they were playing the Arizona Cardinals, Patrick Peterson is pretending to play video games because yep. Kyler Murray and the whole video game thing and how he doesn't pay attention to film or watch enough film. And Call of Duty just came out this past week. So so, Kyler, when Call of Duty comes out, record's yeah. not that good and still not that good, clearly. Did you hear the extra comment Peterson made to the media about it? <laughs> it was priceless. Priceless. They do the celebration, and then he says, yeah, I I don't know. It's some. There's some kind of game. It's like the, yeah, uh, the modern warfare, Call of Duty, some modern the kids warfare. Play. He's like, yeah. I, think, he's like, I think it's called Call of Duty. It might be. Like, I think it just came out. I'm not a gamer. I'm not uh, a yeah, gamer. I'm not a gamer, but I think it just came out. Brilliant. <laughs> well delivered, Patrick Peterson. Especially well, when you played with the guy. That's what I'm saying. You Former know. team, it's brilliant, man. That's a perfect delivery for that. Uh, that was a, a big NFL moment. A lot of people might have missed, but the Vikings did win at 34-26. to All right, let's go where we at in society with Zay. Here we go. Where are we at in society today? All right, Zay, what we got today? All right, well, I'm piggybacking off of one of the where we at in societies from last week. And it's just a little quick. I got another one, though. And the Wisconsin volleyball team, they have sold out every game since the incident. Really? (laughs) (laughs) And And I bet every one of them that wants a date has a date. Oh, for sure. Well, actually, I don't know. Some men are very insecure. Some men can't take that. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Pass her along to the guys. No, no, I'm just saying there are some other men that will be in a different part of that discussion. Yeah, so shout out to the Wisconsin volleyball team. Hope you all are doing well. Dude, I'm 47, happily married, and have no intentions with any of those volleyball players, and I've got a favorite. (laughs) You know what I mean? Imagine if you're 20 or 21, you're at Wisconsin and you're single. Yo, come on now. Yeah, yeah, they're doing well. Great, come mar- on. hey, great marketing. That's all I. Yeah, wonderful that, marketing. That, that is terrific marketing. Bravo, right. bravo, ladies. All right, well, here we go today. So, for three hundred and thirty-three thousand oh dollars, you could God. spend a day with a certain NBA player, former NBA player, uh-huh. and it includes a private dinner, a sample of the NBA player's bourbon, and then a signed book from the NBA player that he wrote. I probably need to be able to drive away in one of his cars. <laughs> For three hundred and thirty-three thousand? How big a name are we talking? Uh, Dr. J? No, not that big, but big. B- yeah, big. Big from which era? 90s. Okay, so like uh, 333,000. I don't know. AI? 
That's more 2000s, but no. But, but, yeah, no. So you're going 90s, you I'm said. I'm real, as 90s as it could get. As 90s? As 90s hoops as it could get. 90s hoops. Oh, the only name in my head is Duncan. Duncan's not charging that much money. He ain't money. doing that, yeah. no. No, I don't know. Who is it? Scotty Pippen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I should have guessed, and it's 333, 33. 33 well, I, dude, I, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't crack the code. My bad. I should have known yep. that was. Wait a minute. No tipping Pippen is making somebody pay $333,000 to hang with him? That's disgraceful. I forgot he didn't tip. I forgot he's cheap as hell. Stop, man. This weekend, I made sure to tip a little extra in a couple situations. And I'm me. Apparently, Pippen doesn't tip, but he's going to make me pay three hundred and thirty-three grand to hang out. At what, what? I get a taste of his bourbon. Is Mike coming? And Yeah, I was going to say. Is that disrespectful right. if I ask him that? Is Mike coming? For, for that much, I've, I'm watching Scotty and Mike play one-on-one. You realize he's gonna make you pay, make you go to half a million if you ask if Mike's coming. <laughs> Yo, but for that much, I need Mike and Scotty, yeah, and the whole Bulls team from '96 to come back and have a practice with Phil there, yeah, and to have it and him to bring uh 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 the chronic whatever the zing whatever crap that he brings. <laughs> yeah, I need all of that and then some. Like, I'm charging you out the yin-yang, Scotty Pippen. You serious, dog? I guarantee you, before this transaction is all finalized, on one side they got to check your money, obviously, to see if you have three hundred thirty-three grand. On the other side, I guarantee you, you get like a document you have to sign, and somewhere in there it says, you are not allowed to talk about <laughs> Michael Jordan, you are not allowed to wear a 23, you are not allowed to say 23. The bill, there could be no reference at all to the championships other than you talking about me. I, can I wear Jordans? Can I wear the shoes? I, I don't even know shoe. if you can. I don't even know if you can wear Jordans. Yeah, this, this is a bogus look, Scotty. This is... Oh, that's funny. Three hundred. You got to be a Pippin fan. Three hundred and thirty-three thousand. My lord. And Scotty's had it rough. He, he's had it rough. He got hit by the future wave. The the what? The future wave. What's the future wave? That's when rapper Future comes in like a wave and then scoops up your woman. Oh, he's a part of that. Hell yeah! Well, that's yeah, disappointing. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, Future, aka. Sierra's baby daddy. Future's got the Russell. Yes, hmm. yes, yeah. Future apparently messes with athletes' lives. Oh yeah, that's what oh, he's about. Oh yeah, he's known for that. So he somehow just he somehow finessed his way into Larsa Pippen, which is the most bootleg bootleg Kim Kardashian as it could get. She wants to be Kardashian bad, but she's not. She's on the outskirts. She dates all these young NBA players and stuff. And yeah, she likes rappers, so Dude. they're not together anymore. And Scotty, he wrote a book about it. This would be the best version of it. If Scotty sets it up for the three hundred thirty three grand with a dude named Freddie, and Freddie comes to the door, knocks on the door, and it's future. <laughs> and he has to hang with him. That, that, that'd be great. All right. I bet Future would pay that. I bet Future can pay that. Future would pay that just to see the look on Scotty's face. Two, uh, two o'clock hour coming up. The Michigan State attack. DJ Moore can't keep that helmet on. We'll talk about all, some, all the crazy football stuff from the weekend. Clean up a little bit. Plus, we're getting ready for Texas and K-State. Cowboys get a big win, too. Astros in the World Series tonight, and we're trying to cover it all on the horn.